Welcome to episode 58 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men the Animated Series weekly recap podcast. I'm Rod. I haven't said this in a while. I'm a musician. You can look up my music, but also you may have heard stuff I've done for the YouTube channels and shows and stuff. And I'm JC, and I'm just waiting for our guest Joe Russo to completely abuse the fact that Rod is the one hosting this episode. Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. Time to hijack the show. Joe's back for the fourth time in a row. <laughs> It's Joe Russo month on Cyclops is waiting for we me. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed tormenting JC. <laughs> Cyclops is waiting for me as our weekly podcast series. We're going back and watching every single episode of the original 1992 X-Men, the animated series in their original intended script order, building up to the release of X-Men 97 coming to Disney plus later this year. Some quick reminders where we recap show about the series that start a series, the series that started. The there, was series. O- there was only one series ever. You can tell this is the fourth <laughs> one guys. <laughs> that shit happened 30, for 30 years ago. There's going to be spoilers. <laughs> if, if you don't want spoiled for you, you're in episode four. I don't know what you're doing here. Go do everything you know you're supposed to do and be better. Yeah, if you're listening to the fourth episode <laughs> in a fourth run, eh, it's not in you. season four. Yeah. And if you don't know who I am by now, then that, that's not you. Twitter. <laughs> Go to Twitter. Yeah. Go to Twitter. Uh, Pizza I'm, and movies and horror movies and something. The script says we're supposed to avoid spoilers, but fuck it for this one. And you know our deal with Disney Plus. We uh-huh. have a deal with Disney Plus. I've got them to reveal it in these last few episodes. <laughs> it is official. It is happening. I'm From calling the, Disney for, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Bye Biker is going to be on next week's episode. I don't know why, <laughs> but if you want to follow us on social media at Cyclops IWFM Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast services if you aren't already ready and finally we record these in batches yeah no shit now onto the show today we're going to be talking about season four episode 21 that definitely wasn't jc throwing his ipad episode 21 titled beyond good and evil part four end and beginning i had to think that before i said it it aired november 25th wait was this like this was either on or close to thanksgiving then beyond good and evil end and beginning <laughs> yeah it would have been this it's, it was always on saturdays okay so right after thanksgiving yeah. then probably it currently sits what a at month. 8.2 star rating on imdb so the highest rated but it is the highest rated the finale of this like this like mini series run thing whatever and the it. season and the season and, and season four and should have been the season series, series finale so definitely had that everybody energy. is slurring right now and you, oh, yeah. and you said you said at some point during the process of making this they realized it wasn't going to be they were informed by the team at fox that it was not going to be. It was originally intended to be. There were going to be some larger changes, including departures of certain members of the team, new wow. people being added to it. Yeah, but that all that all changed. Huh, interesting. Yeah, they huh. got a call from Fox asking for more episodes, which is why that changed. Originally, you were going to lose Storm, Scott and Jean, Jubilee, and Xavier in this episode. Die. It was not specific as to how members of the team were going to depart. It's like the Power Rangers, like their huh. contracts didn't, like they didn't, couldn't work, get their contracts worked out. So like, they're going to go to special training and these other two people are going to replace them. <laughs> but you it's were going to see it. a little more of a concrete addition of the people who are coming in to replace them. Shard, Bishop, Psylocke, and Archangel were going to be establishing as members of the team. Oh man, I wish we would have seen that timeline that did it better than what we're about to see in season five. Also, we're in the last episode of season four. Wow. So if it hasn't already been weird for you, buckle in for season five. That's when shit gets real weird. It is the wildest. But we get Captain America. That's true. 
Oh, I didn't I remember I that about episode. That. So, yeah, it's okay. in all the thumbnails, Rod. I know it's in thumbnails, but I don't remember like what capacity because there's so many cameos and stuff and the Maverick dude that I'm just now remembering because of the one episode. Maverick <laughs> is in this show so much and yeah. you just blocked him out until you watched the episode. Anyway, so this episode opens with the axis of time and Bender is still annoying Bishop. Bishop's still on his... Walk. The final JC's part of his walking favorite tour. X-Men. I wish you guys could see JC's house right now. It is covered in Bender artwork, merchandise. Bender ever- is not an X-Man. <laughs> and I remember in the first of this four-part series, I mentioned that Bender was like an annoying Robin Williams knockoff. Yes. And my notes here is like, he suddenly turned into 90s Eddie Murphy. Because <laughs> he starts doing like a bunch of like the rhyming stuff too. Yeah, like the rhyme true. started driving me crazy in this and he's episode. screaming. You know, because I, I just watched Quarter Digital's like animators react and they talked to the dude who animated Mushu from Mulan and now Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. And I, I just remembered, I was like, oh, yeah, the, a lot of his comedy was like kind of screaming. And Robin Williams, he was loud, but he wasn't just yelling. Right. Necessarily at you. He no, he projected. Like, yeah, he projected yes. he was being emotive and stuff. So what you're saying is Eddie Murphy got what he did in Mulan from this episode of The X-Men. <laughs> Specifically from Specifically. Bender. Specifically. Wow. You know, you've you worked in movies and stuff long enough, you probably know, but like... That is empirically false. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What, I, that I haven't worked in movies? Exactly. <laughs> I love that... It, if, even if you're not working in movies and you're in this town in Los Angeles uh-huh. and stuff, there's so many stories that will never leave this bubble that are just like kind of incidental you know like how things happen sure. and things and it's like I kind of want a story like that to be true like some random not related thing ended up influencing making, yeah. yeah something yeah. else I mean that happens all the time you know Back when I was making Avenge Her. You almost made him spit his white claw onto his recording equipment, and then we would have been extra fucked. And then we would have had to do the whole thing again. And that's the end of the show. Thanks for joining us. Anyway, so the X-Men are waking up at the Lazarus Chamber from when they got knocked out the last the, the previous episode. Year rot. Twelve hundred BC. Okay, sorry. Hey. <laughs> you could physically hear In the hamster revving yes. up. And before they leave it, Cable blows up the chamber. He's like, we're, what, we were here, so let's, let's do this. Beast reveals to everybody that feels like it would have been nice to know before that Xavier has like an interdimensional whatever homing device on him. But if you don't tell people, then it can't be used against you. And it's not a cliffhanger. So they... It is specifically a pulse generator, though. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they wanted to specify. And the whole point is that it could be tracked throughout time. At that point, it is established, though, that because Apocalypse is at the center of time, it doesn't matter if he has access to Lazarus Chamber anymore. So they kind mm-hmm. of feel like it was essentially... For nothing. We also see more of the psychics have been put into the tubes. Rod, favorite game. (laughs) There are six visible psychics at this point. Give me any of them. Okay. A, oh, so spoiler. I don't know any of them, but there were <laughs> just there, guess. there was two <laughs> mental guess. notes I had in here. One guy that I know wasn't right because this is the wrong franchise, but one guy kind of looked like a lantern, you know, Green Lantern stuff. So I will give you well, this: Green Lantern is a DC character. That's what I mean. It wasn't but that part. Of that character model is absolutely stolen character model from the Guardians from Oa. You are spot on okay. with that one. Oh. It is it is color changed, but it is definitely modeled after a Guardian. Okay, it, it looked like that to me, and then there was someone else. And, that- and the reason why I believe that that is it is because there was the Mojo episode where we saw there was like the red Xenomorph and different uh-huh. Cantina aliens and such like that. So they definitely snagged that. So, okay. Rod, you're one, okay. for, you're, hey, one you did, Rod. you're one for six. And then there was one guy that I was like, is 
I don't know anything about this character except for the Eternals. I, I didn't know if that was Pip because it looked like there was like a troll-like character in the back. I'm guessing not. Nope. That is... Fuck does that say? He doesn't know either. <laughs> he doesn't know either. Oh, Gremlin. Character's name is Gremlin. That tracks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know either. There's a psychic named Gremlin? Yep. He is a mutant psychic. His father was named Gargoyle. Huh. Yep. Eh. Stays in the family. Also Russian. He would okay. go on to be one of the titanium mans in the what would become the Winter Guard. There you go. Yep. We go more deep, you know. deep on our bullshit. Also, you see Rachel Summers, who's sometimes known as Phoenix. She's in oh. the all red bodysuit. No speaking role, obviously. Mastermind, who we've seen from the Dark Phoenix episodes. Moon Dragon, who is the daughter of Drax. Mesmero, who was like the guy who was all green. And then on the opposite side, you see Strife, who is a clone of Cable. Okay, so uh, I was going to say, I didn't notice Strife in that part, but later on when yes. the psychics are there, yes. I noticed Strife. Yes. Yeah, I noticed Strife flying around. I don't think I saw him earlier. He was, he was in that, that scene, too. I was always really kind of bummed that they never did an Executioner's Song animated series adaptation. Because I always loved Strife. He was like a really interesting villain to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He keeps coming back, too, and has, like, these really weird appearances. Like, I don't think they really know what to do with him in the comics right no, now. I don't think so, either. Like, he peaked at Executioner's Song, and yeah. they've been trying to, like, make it happen again for 25 years. He was a great one-off, yeah. and the fact that he was a clone of Cable was such an awesome twist and reveal. Yeah. Which was revealed to me through the action figure, because say the same. His, his helmet flipped up, and then it was Cable's face underneath. Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah. I, I wish, like... We could have recorded me and my brother's reaction because, like that, yeah, that's how we revealed to us. So like, wait, what? Yeah. They're like, you thought someone played a prank on you? Well, at that time, there was a lot of like kind of character reveals, whether they were canon or not, that were in action figures. So yeah, I think they specified that his action thing of the figure was the mask. Flipping, so we're like, oh, we're gonna see what he looks like. Because it was also the same thing with Claw, I think, from the Inspector Gadget. But uh, Claw, Claw was just kind of like arbitrary, this is what this bad guy looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't as bad as Dick Tracy, which the action figure for the blank revealed that it was Madonna's character in Canada. The figure was never released in the United States. Wow. And I know that because of Harley from Epic Meal Time oh, nice. proceeded to give a drunk rant about it on That's Instagram. That's pretty funny. No, I, I, Strife I always thought was a really great villain. I loved the character design. I loved the armor. So it was fun to see him. Big bombastic helmet. Oh my god, yes. The it's bigger cool. the better. <laughs> it's a cool figure. It's, it's almost, it's like kind of almost like samurai-esque. You yeah. Know, this way his whole like silhouette looks i loved it i always thought it was really cool design and i was always really disappointed that they never were able to adapt that story in any medium thus far that could be your mcu i was gonna say debut but (laughs) i mean air quotes debut debut, air quotes look i I would, I would do it. Call me Kevin Feige. Yo, that would be you know, <laughs> on the plus side. It will be twenty years before they could get to that story. So <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. How, how great though it would be for them to have like not only you know now we're hitting time where like actors are appearing multiple times in the MCU. Now we're having directors of the, the same names but different people. <laughs> I have no idea what you're referencing there, Rod. He's <laughs> he's trying to imply that maybe there's another Joe Russo. <laughs> Back to the different timeline. <laughs> yeah, so they decide that Cerebro and Gray Malcolm can work together to chat. I thought this before you mentioned that Gray Malcolm was a reference to the X Mansion, but I didn't know if that was an implication that Gray Malcolm was like an evolution of Cerebro since they can work together so well. And is that why they're so chatty? And we're so thousands of years apart in technology. <laughs> 
I haven't thought about it, but that's a, it's not a bad theory. Because they, there wasn't any like <laughs> calibration or anything happening. They were just like, let's the, the, plug in your three and a half inch floppy disk and now we're all working together, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it was at least a USB cable. There you go. So they, they start chatting. Sorry, it probably would have had an ethernet cable. We didn't have USBs back then. That's right. true. Or like that room of computers. Oh my God, we're so old. <laughs> And so they, they're able to like locate the pulse generation from Xavier's beacon thingy. Yep. And discover that he's at the center of time, which everyone just accepts. They, no, no, <laughs> it's not the center of time. He's outside of, of outside of time. Outside of time. And everyone's just like, sure. Which, you know, fair. Of everything that's happened in the last year and a half, like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the weirdest shit. We've yeah. literally interacted with Bishop at least twice at this point. Yeah. And now that we're thinking of the timeline, they run into him like every other month. Yeah. 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 They're, <laughs> in their own timeline, the proximity is actually fairly close. So it's now and now when they see Bishop, they just basically roll their eyes and groan because yeah. they know it's in store. It's like, what did we fuck up this time? <laughs> it's only been a week. But before they can decide to figure out what a plan they should come up with, Cable's already like started to take off. He's on his own mission. Yeah, he's going to lone wolf it. He takes this giant spaceship through time by himself. Because nothing's ever gone wrong in the X-Men animated universe by someone going rogue. Back at I mean, the, the axis and there's the, the green orb, which the design of it kind of reminded me of the logo from the Sanctum Santorum a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not that, but it reminded me of that. Yeah. Interesting. And I guess the orb would be more of like what we guess get, think of as like a MacGuffin, right? Because it's, we don't get an explanation for it. It just is there as like the super a MacGuffin is a plot device that everybody wants this right? is, this is just an unexplained object this is yeah i mean this is this is it's uh, a bit it's the big red button basically yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah there you yeah. go and so or like the the one thing that takes out all the aliens or something like when you could destroy the entire mutant registration Thank file you. by destroying one hard drive in the first episode yeah we didn't have backups back then <laughs> no we did not it was the 90s. <laughs> yeah, back, a backup hard drive was thousands of dollars. Yep, yeah, sure was. And Apocalypse starts to put his plan into motion, and the psychics in their tubes start leaving whatever facility they're in to outside the beam. The Citadel. Yeah, the, oh, the Citadel. Yeah. The, and they start orbiting the beam in the sky. It, it, we haven't had a beam in the sky, <laughs> I guess, to deal with. They start orbiting the beam in the sky. We acknowledge Wolverine is there because he jumped into the thing before they all got teleported away. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that that was one of the things that happens off camera is everybody gets knocked out by this like big light pulse that happens in there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was, like, was Wolverine never knocked out was he regaining consciousness first made it through on yeah. time and apocalypse is like well you know you, you dove in and it would probably be easier to kill you but i i want you to watch this happening yeah and that's where it's like oh this this can't backfire for you at all sir <laughs> i want to leave the one person who might be able to foil my plan alive nothing will go wrong yep <laughs> and then we get further bishop walking yes <laughs> and he sees people floating now yeah, he's like, that's that's weird. Not in a funny ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. And he, ha he asks Bender what he's doing, and Bender actually gives the first legit answer of the entire... like Four-episode yeah, run. Which is, he's stealing time. And oh. Bishop's like, that's no good. That he, that's He's no also good. like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound good, though. Let me shoot it. <laughs> so Magneto is asking Apocalypse. Can I shoot time? <laughs> yeah, then he drop-kicked the portal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, 
<laughs> Dropkick the Portal sounds like a metal band. Dropkick the Portal. Yeah, but like it's got to be a nerdcore metal band. Like they're also doing like through the fire and flames type covers. Yeah. <laughs> and so then Magneto is asking Apocalypse, like, what is your plan? Which, you know, it's like you, you got this far and didn't. Okay, sure. Well, he wants the remainder of the explanation. Yeah. Like he knew part of it, which was gather the psychics. And so Apocalypse takes Magneto away to like a separate room to tell him alone because it matters at this point, I guess. He's trying to keep it super secret safe. All right. <laughs> and he he reveals that a bunch of words that I know individually, but don't understand how they combine together is time, motion, physics, psychics, mind can transcend time. Sure. <laughs> I really hope somebody who has not watched this episode is trying to interpret what you just said. Yeah. Like, it would be me if yeah. I hadn't been on the show and had to watch it myself. Yeah. The comment in Instagram is, what the fuck did Rod say? Yeah, I mean, that could be... Time, motion, space, he, he, he was like <laughs> science speech. fiction. His speech, that's what it sounded like to me. He was like, time is motion and motion is time and space. And then he arrived like, I'm going to be in control after this. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to do and, the thing. So, but what I did gather out of this, he, he said by destroying all the psychics at that place all at once, to release enough energy to destroy time, but yes. leave the axis intact. We, we discussed this before the recording because I had a mistake in my notes that he was destroying the axis. No, nope. it wasn't. It was literally doing the opposite. Everything outside of the axis, so that apocalypse could remake the universe to his liking and time in general. Which is funny because that's the plot of MK11. Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, yeah. The same one that Ronda Rousey's in. Yes. Interesting. Full circle. <laughs> Woo, we went on a journey with that one. That was that was a route to get there. And Magneto acknowledges, well, then, great, we get the timeline that I want where it's mutants who are the ruling class. And that's where, you know, it's revealed that Apocalypse was going to turn on him. He wasn't going to let that happen. Yeah. And it's like Magneto is going to get it to that last second of like, let's see how long it takes before he fucks me on this. Yeah. And so the Magneto is super upset and surprised for some reason. Can't believe the liar <laughs> lied to me. <laughs> and and right about then, the the horseman death stabs Apocalypse in the back. A lot of backstabbing with his with his scythe. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And but you know he just put him to sleep. Like, it's interesting <laughs> that Mystique can also transform into weapons. the weapons. Yes. Yeah. We, we've talked about that on on the show specifically, where it's not. You know, it's it's is she making a physical object and does the object work? Because that right. thing drops apocalypse. Yeah. Because if it's just like her making a like hardened bone version of it or whatever that like organic equivalent yeah. is, that would just be like punching you in the back. You'd be like, right, John, stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like this has happened. I am I am apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reveal. Glad you stuck around to the fourth episode. You said it revealed it was Mystique, and then Magneto reveals, like, I didn't ever trust you. I had a plan. Yeah, he... he, I had a plan, but what was the plan, really? It was to see if he wasn't going to turn on him, I guess. Yeah, that's not much of a plan. No, but he he basically says, you know... It's like one of the people who watch, like, a movie with a twist, and they're like, I saw the twist coming the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, I've cut all the people out of my life. Yeah. (laughs) You know what movie has a good twist? Get out. So Magneto Magneto acknowledges that he will not call anyone master. And the problem that he has with Apocalypse's plan when it's finally revealed is that he's willing to destroy the innocence as well as the guilty. And that's for Magneto. It's like, all right, well, I would have been okay with this if you killed like all the friends of humanity and like the Sentinel program bigots and stuff like that. But you're also going to hurt innocent people, and that's where Magneto isn't okay with that. He draws a line. He's a hero in his own mind. So then the villains have a big old fight. 
Uh, <laughs> just big old fight. Apocalypse gets thrown off a cliff. In the you are an wall. expert at describing action. Right? <laughs> I'm going to uh, try writing that in one of my next scripts. Big old fight. fight. Just have a big old fight. <laughs> Three minutes, big old fight. <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't know how screenplays are normally written. I would but stop it. I would stop it. Why would you give him that setup right okay. now? <laughs> but yeah. But well, yeah. Well, well, example. I, I can show you. I can read Surpri- you one right here. Surpri- 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 Surprise, JC. We've been Get- aligned this whole time. Okay. <laughs> Get out. Written yeah. by Jordan Peele. Right. So, so we, but I, I, some friends have shown me their screenplays, not Get Out, but their own, or no, no, I've seen screenplays of like big movies that have been successful. Stunt friends. They yeah. They have to choreograph sure. stunt scenes and yeah. stuff. And they've shown me the screenplays and they're like, oh yeah, that 10 minute action scene. The screenplay says like, big fight breaks out. I was like, is that how it really written in screenplays? Like, it, it, can, it can be. It depends. Like, so If it's a John Woo movie, probably not. <laughs> the, pro- the problem is, and this like kind of goes back to like, what do executives read and what do they don't read? Mm-hmm. So like, if, you go, if you're if you an executive and you're going home with like 10 scripts to read for the weekend from new writers and established writers, whatever, like, you're probably going to end up skimming a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to keep their attention, you're trying to keep them engaged, and you're trying to keep the plot moving, sometimes you might use little cheats like that, right? Yeah. Like like a, a barrage of punches, which could stand for, you know, a minute of action, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you try to be economical in your space, but still descriptive of what's happening. So it's not incorrect that that could appear in a script. So you heard uh, it here. Joe Russo said that Rod is not incorrect in the way he describes his scenes. <laughs> <laughs> However, I'm, I'm not saying anything. That's all you to respond. That's a screenplay. But what I'm, but but you know, like the the reality is, if you gave an executive a page of like he punches, he ducks, he kicks, she jumps, like they'd be like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Who's care. doing what? Yeah. Right. Like they'd lose track of the the plot. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's more about I think making sure that you're keeping the the characters and the story moving, and less about like. Boom, 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 boom. That can be figured out later. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of similar, too, because like earlier on when we Who would have known? You get a screenwriting yeah. lesson. I'm actually shocked we didn't get it until the fourth episode. <laughs> <laughs> Big fight with Thanos. Done. Done. There you go. <laughs> get out. Now, Written by the, Jordan Peele. Thank you. So, so Apocalypse got thrown off the cliff. The horsemen Horseman. all like go. follow in and then immediately go out the hole. Yeah. Yeah. And Sinister and Nasty Boys arrived just in time. Magneto is like, he betrayed us. I just want to build a better future. And then Sinister, this all this happens really, really quickly. He's Sinister. like, no, there's no Cyclops coming that world for me. Yeah. <laughs> what he Cyclops. actually says is that he always knew the plan and he was yeah. totally okay with it. Yeah. And then Apocalypse he floats back up. He promised me all of Cyclops' semen. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Cyclops semen. <laughs> all right, that's our clip. No. Oh. <laughs> you trying to get us banned on every social my name is Joe Russo, yeah. and yeah. I like Cyclops. <laughs> there you go. Well, you ended your career with this <laughs> yeah. show. White Claws almost killed Joe Russo's career. <laughs> Big old villain That's fight all it again. Took. <laughs> Big old villain fight again. Magneto frees Wolverine. Well, he says he needs to go and free Wolverine and the psychics, and Mystique is like, cool, I'll buy you time. So you have the more powerful mutant who is going to free a bunch of people, and then the person who's just a shapeshifter who's going to stop Apocalypse and Four Horsemen and the Nasty Boys with Sinister. Man, is this like the later Fox Mystique movies? <laughs> I mean, the latest one didn't turn out well for her. So no, that's, that's true. Well, that's because she wanted to get out. But understandably, but no, okay. for, hey, 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 get out, Jennifer Lawrence and the, the Dark Phoenix. Yes. Is, 
I, I joke about this, but I, re, I rewatched like that one scene again. I was like, I'm still convinced. I, I feel like she's visibly relieved when she dies. Yeah, she's yeah. smiling. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's like, yeah, I'm I, done I think with she's this she was, she was happy to move on. Yeah, as I, the first superhero, female superhero ever. Remember in the uh, in John Carl's <laughs> favorite movie, X Men Apocalypse. Doesn't she fight Apocalypse at the end? I don't remember. I legit don't remember. Yeah, pretty sure, it. pretty sure she gives him the killing blow because that's kind of how those movies went. But Mystique and Magneto in the animated series end up getting dropped and then Wolverine gets taken down again because you have three mutants despite their level of power against Apocalypse the Horseman and Sinister and the Nasty Boys it's yeah. possible odds just like Batman the movie yeah. <laughs> and then the Grey Malcolm arrives and I had to verify that I had this correct and didn't skip over too much before we start recording but I have just Apocalypse punches cable the only part <laughs> missing is that Apocalypse grows to like giant stature and mm-hmm. then punches Cable with his pancake hand? Yeah, he has like a I don't know what you call it. it's like a, almost like a construction device kind of thing or whatever. Yeah, like, I don't know what you would call it. That it's would like be a... called the Pounder. Okay. Oh, yeah, nice. Which is seen in Pop- Avenge Her. Yeah, <laughs> Apocalypse is gonna pound Cable. <laughs> Sexy. Stay tuned for the OnlyFans. Please. <laughs> We're more we're more than circles now. We're like the Olympic rings of like come like callbacks. John uh, is now drinking. John yeah. is now drinking. John has to drive, so John yeah. can't drink anymore. The horseman. Can, he wants to though. Yep. The horsemen continue the plan, and Jean and Xavier feel that their energy is being drained. Well, we see that that green orb gets is put back. to the like the top of the pyramid. Yeah, and that's when Jean and, and Professor X are having like their little psychic conversation. In that, they mention that they feel like the energy is being drained from them. Mm-hmm. And then we get shots of places on Earth and the Shi'ar and stuff where people are disappearing. So specifically, we see Shi'ar space and you see Lolandra and her court disappear. New York City, average people disappear. And then in the mansion, you see Rogue, Shard, and Jubilee disappear. And I'm only pointing out the order because of something that happens a little later on. We see another new image in that group of, of the rotating tubes. And there's no way you know this character. No, no, because I don't remember. And Joe, I don't think you would either. I don't remember. Typhoid Mary. Oh, yeah, I know who Typhoid Mary is. Yeah. Sure. I only know from the TV show. So Typhoid Mary (laughs) is the one who has, like, the big, like, 80s rocker hair and, like, Mm -hmm. the pink leather jacket. Gotcha. So. Huh. What Marvel show was she in? It was a TV show recently. Was she in Daredevil or was one of Dare- those? Daredevil makes sense. Yeah. So then all like the Superman two is it Superman two with the mirror things <laughs> in space. The things that they lock everybody into. Gosh, so those, I don't know are, what they call those. those but yes, are, those are disappearing. I it's guess. not the it's not the Shadow Realm. That's Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, what is it called in in Superman? Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone. Phantom yeah. Zone. Yep. So you see in these in these images, which are not a Phantom Zone, moments in time. There's a caveman. There is a moon landing. There's Mojo for some reason. There's, yeah, there's some too. There's dinosaurs, which could be actual like historical dinosaurs, or it could be the Savage Land. And then there's the nuke going off. Oh, I didn't. There's one that's the mushroom cloud. So not they're like, okay, good and bad moments went away. Yeah, and you get a little bit of the, you know, villain monologue further of what what was will never be, and then talking about how these moments are lost for forever. This is the start of history caving in on itself essentially. Blade Runner monologue. Which which again, 
totally from Mortal Kombat 11. Like, not from. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 probably got this from, like, similar stories of this, but, like... Sure. Like Blade so Runner. Funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just funny, because, like, I, I played Mortal Kombat 11 more recently than rewatching this. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, this is the Kronika storyline? Okay. So now Bishop is running. On his yeah, Kronika. Bishop has finally started running. Because the road behind him is literally, Finally, like, the long walk of yeah. Bishop has turned into a run. The road behind him is vaporizing. Yep. And... Bender reveals that he possibly built this place. But we also not only get that reveal, because he's, you know, he said in the past it's like been hundreds or thousands of years. This is the first acknowledgement that this is 14 billion years. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. And then Bishop looks up and sees the psychics in their tube. He doesn't know that's what it is. He's like, that doesn't look good. So he shoots it. Yeah. Literally, I, in my own head canon, it's because he's been with Bender for eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I have to shoot something. Be- because again, Apocalypse acknowledges that he's been in the center for a, like a hundred or a couple hundred years up to a thousand years. But Bishop is just very slowly and chilly walking. Mm-hmm. I like. I really want to go with the interstellar theory that he just can't take this guy for more than ten minutes without shooting something. Oh, that's right, because in in the order we saw it, he had just skimmed Apocalypse in that time vortex thing, and so it's possibly been thousands of years or ten minutes. In my mind, Bishop just solves problems by shooting things. In my yeah. mind, you said it like you're a member of Blink One Eighty Two. In my mind, he's not wrong. Because he, sh- he shoots down. Actually, <laughs> that's vi- what he does. It's video game logic, though. Had we come across this scene as kids in the, like an X Men video game, like, oh, we gotta shoot those things. Yeah, look totally- at that! Look at that thing floating. Let me shoot it. Totally not how my real life logic works either. <laughs> <laughs> and so he shoots down Psylocke and like two others too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't we don't see what happens to those guys. Yeah. They fall to Their you death. know eternity. Yeah, because because that's Psylocke. Not actual eternity from Marvel, yeah. just into oh, the man. abyss. Yeah, you have to be careful with your words. And <laughs> I know. Like, so Trust me, I know. My name's Joe Russo, Marvel. <laughs> oh, you just drop SEO instead of <laughs> Joe Russo, Marvel. Oh, All thank right. God for auto captions on Facebook. <laughs> so Psylocke is, is like immediately wakes up and starts telling him, he's like, you've got to shoot the rest of those things down. And he has no problem with that. Yeah. So he's like, bam, bam, bam. And as more psychics he frees from the tube, time is starting to heal. So we yeah. start seeing like people reappear and what we saw disappear within just a little bit ago. Yeah, the, the moments start popping up again, seeing the return of the atomic bomb, which that was a choice. Yeah. Apocalypse has a quick confrontation with Bishop and Psylocke, and he references that he's been there for like a thousand years mm-hmm. we end up going back into the citadel wolverine is fighting with the nasty boys he drops rod's favorite hair bag oh yeah there's another orb so it's the same orb oh. that we had just referenced that got put at the top okay he's fighting sinister and as he's fighting sinister he like deflects a blast and as he deflects the blast it shoots the orb which is lacking any sort of protection yeah our explanation no, that's the power we, source. We it's a it's a button. It's the big red button. Yeah. yeah. It's getting bounced around like a hot potato. Right. And then that's where when that happens, everything starts shaking and you start to see in reverse order everybody starts coming back. And that's the only reason I specified earlier. Mm. You see the X-Men, you see New York City, and then you see the Shi'ar. It's literally the same clip played in reverse. Oh, that's uh, so funny. Yeah. Definitely not a budget measure. <laughs> no, it's like, and the only reason that stood out to me w- wasn't because of the, the the way the camera was moving, but Jubilee and Shard are literally walking in reverse because they were the only ones being yeah. animated during that disappearance. Oh, wow. I guess it kind of makes sense, too, in like a storytelling thing. From About timelines time disappearing and shit. Yeah. It's like kind of a reverse thing or whatever. I mean, it's um, good, good enough is yeah. what I'm sure they said. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> the motto for literally all of Saban. Yeah. <laughs> 
good enough. Well, kids watch it. Yeah, kids won't notice because kids are stupid. <laughs> Psychics are released, and Sinister and the Nasty Boys say we're out. Yeah. Yep. They got they got Cyclops's come to go chase. <laughs> and while while that thing's happening, Apocalypse and Cable <laughs> fight, but then like another, I think another rogue shot gets hard. Maybe he's not even rogue. A shot takes out the Axis planet thing, whatever that's called. In my head, that planet that was the center of the Axis was kind of like the Kingdom Hearts homeworld. I don't know how else to explain it. I never got that far into Kingdom Hearts because I wanted to die playing it. Oh, it's it's like it's like a central planet, but it's like you can visibly see the building sticking out of it. Oh, I know. It's the one where yeah. there's like the gummy ship and all that. But bl- it's just like the time period is vaguely, you know, like... Is this like Final 1800s? Fantasy versus Dis- Disney yes. or something? Yes. Yeah. Right. The, yeah, I mean, there, there's a I fight that... stuff. <laughs> there's the fight that breaks out, essentially... Apocalypse and Cable start going back and forth. I I think it says Cable shoots Ape, which is not accurate, but I think it's Apocalypse, and that's what ends up leading to the Axis Fortress um, you don't remember imploding. The ape in the climax of the episode. Yeah. I do. Ape was in the Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's a Morlock. Yep. Ah. And yeah. so then Rob's my, favorite Morlock. Yeah. And then my note here says everyone's fighting on like floating rocks. We do, get, we do get a cool character moment, though, especially in the context of this having just happened with Wolverine and Magneto going to Wondegor and the, the kid's mm-hmm. story and stuff like that. Wolverine saves Magneto as Magneto is falling. He goes, what am I, Charles Xavier? Oh, yeah. And then Wolverine and Apocalypse have their little fight moment. Magneto saves him. And Magneto just shoves it right back to him. He goes, oh, look at, you, look at who I'm saving. What am I, an X-Men? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. That's a, a reference to the Quicksilver pooping episode. See? It is. Yes. <laughs> All comes back to that episode. That's right. The axis of time of the X-Men, the animated series. And Cyclops, Seaman, and Quicksilver poop. <laughs> yes. Push through, right? Yes. Push through. Shall Mag- I read this from no, the yeah. screenplay? <laughs> Magneto starts losing his powers. And Apoc- oh, this is where Apocalypse has another orb. Yes, he does have another orb, orb here. You are correct, sir. So I lost track of my magic red button orbs. And and Bishop shoots it. It's a pretty short-lived. Well, he basically says, like, you know, his time Bishop that he spent there. solved everything by shooting it. Yeah, just, just what shoot is, what everything. Is the, what is the lesson that we're being taught? Violence shoot is the answer. Everything. Violence is the answer. Shoot everything. Apocalypse was like, well, I was here for so long. I discovered all the secrets to this place. I don't know how to defend my orbs. Yeah. yeah. And just as it looks like Apocalypse is going to win, he gets attacked by the psychics because he forgot about them. And then yes. we got one more psychic reveal in the sky above them. Emma Frost is seen very clearly. Right. Yes, she I did is. recognize her. She's there. That. And that I think that might have been the shot where I recognized Strife. Yes, he yes, was he was definitely there. in that shot as well. They were like kitty corner to each other. Yep. Which is another, like, for someone who's supposed to be as wise as Apocalypse, who didn't think of a fail-safe of having all the most powerful psychics in existence, like, <laughs> presumably through time. Yeah. Even if they were all in the 90s. <laughs> like, having them in one place, if they get loose, what do you do? Right. <laughs> Emma Frost was in the... Dark Phoenix episodes. Yes. As part of the Circle Club. That's right, not the, yeah, that blew my mind. I totally didn't realize that, like, in retrospect, when I heard you guys talking about it, because I don't watch the shows. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why are they calling it the Hellfire Club? God, guys, swear more. The inner circle club. So they take him out pretty easily, because once again, they're all, like, super powered. Yeah. And then everyone starts flashing away. Well, before they they take him out, and they, they specify, without his chamber... When they pull him back into the time stream, he's essentially going to cease to be, is is how they explain it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everybody makes it onto the ship who needs to, and then everybody starts leaving, except for... Bender, and then I'm pretty sure you're going to explain this to me. He turns into a not-little gremlin character, and I don't know what that's supposed to be. 
before I I say it because it, it's 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 it comic it's comic canon who this character is. So say what you want to. Is it Kang? So it's not specifically the Kang all of us know. It's a Mortis who is one of the variants of Kang. Yeah, kind of kind of uh, like the Mister Fantastic son thing or grandson or whatever not it isn't the that nathaniel no, no, but, but like one of those things like where it's like the, there's like the pharaoh and the yeah it's, the, it's so there's i believe it's amon tut who's the mm-hmm. pharaoh version and mortis is one of the later ones silver centurion okay. etc but yeah that is that is one of kang's forms so, was that, so what you're was saying the, and i am now saying joe russo is now said. saying that kang is in this Yes, Kang. Would, Avengers, Cri- Kang. Chris, Kang, Avengers. Crystal clear, <laughs> Kang is in this episode and has Kang. been for three previous episodes as well. <laughs> wow. So was, was this? Was, so I as, wasn't wrong when I said it is JC's favorite character and has a tattoo on, yeah. <laughs> on his back because he has Jonathan Majors on his like back. Shoulder. Yeah, that's the thing. I have Jonathan Majors <laughs> from Lovecraft County on my back. So. Was that at the time? Was that supposed to be the grand reveal? Since this was going to be like a series finale thing, like that he was orchestrating the whole series, like events, or was it just supposed to be a cameo Easter egg? I think it was just a cameo Easter egg. I okay. would, I would imagine it was a cameo Easter egg because from what I, I read in previously on X Men: The Making of an Animated Series by Eric Leewald, which I, I I say it every time, even though we don't get like you know affiliate money for when people buy Shills. it. <laughs> we really should have set up those links, Rod. Fix link, your Amazon yeah. shit, right? Uh, Amazon fix my Amazon shit. Is <laughs> I've met with you physically twice already. I forgot what I was answering. Met with Jeff Kang orchestrating everything. Yeah. So I okay. Yeah. I even at the time, if it was going to be the end of the series and they were doing the establishment of new characters joining the team, Kang has never been a X Men villain. He's majority right. an Avengers villain. So I think this was Easter egg of like oh. Avengers world is where they play with the time stream in a, in a real meaningful manner with Kang as, as the villain. And this was the Easter egg of like, oh, that's cute. You little X-Men people have Cable and Apocalypse and, and Bishop. That's all really you have. Avengers world is where we actually have our, our big gotcha. bag with the time stream. Which is kind of funny because this whole time we were watching all four of these episodes, I was thinking like Apocalypse is kind of doing what we're kind of anticipating with Kang the Conqueror in the MCU you know, now. I have no comment on that. My name is Joe Russo. <laughs> Rod, it's going to be really fun when you just pull all these clips into like a master TikTok, right? <laughs> Hopefully I remember. If I haven't by now, I'll leave a comment and then I'll try to go back and do it. Leave this in the show. Editing Rod. Remember to pull those clips. Now you can't forget it. Well, I mean, I've gotten to this point. So, so then we're back at the mansion and there's like a full house sitcom ending. Yep. Yeah. It's a super fast wrap up too, but it's it's also one of the ones that is wrapped up, and it it gives resolution because sometimes we hit ends of episodes where it's like, cool, Wolverine won the fight, and then Jubilee's asking him if he banged the girl from the village. I hope he did. It's fair. Which we <laughs> this is one of the times where Rod and I agree somebody was banging. It just wasn't acknowledged. <laughs> so you get Shard and Bishop come back together yep. you get the implication that angel or archangel and psylocke are definitely going to hook up yeah scott and gene are kissing they're ready to make some cable babies and then it's what's it say Cyclops oh. come. 
<laughs> and they, they of course are like, wow, we really suck at hangover hangovers. Honeymoons. Why why did I write hangovers? Because uh, you were I mean, probably similar. hungover when he watched this. That's probably accurate. <laughs> and then the weirdest moment of the episode, and I need to definitely do a screen grab of it. Magneto is talking to Xavier and they're standing. Xavier is standing up with no problem so next to wild. Magneto. I didn't, even I, I didn't either. I don't know if I just mentally checked out by that point. Yeah. Or I didn't that's, that's that's like you know you know in the movie Elf when like they print the book without like the ending and like, right. they're like they're, no one's gonna care the kids aren't gonna care if the bunny finds the yeah. nun or whatever and then the final moments of the episode Beast is talking to Cable and he's basically like so how does it feel you uh, you destroyed the incarnation of evil <laughs> and Cable's like I don't really care I just want to go back and find my kid yeah and then what's the strangest to me is even as a, a season finale. Like, and especially if this would have been a series finale, just watching Cable go off by himself is just a really just kind of awkward end to the episode, I think. It's like possible <laughs> spinoff. But yeah, he, but he, said, he says that he specifically, just to wrap up the last story point, was he said that he's going to go to a week before he lost Tyler. Yeah. Right. So I guess he did die. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, but I also, like... Well, what happens to the Cable that's in that time? I mean, is it going to kill him? Hopefully. <laughs> I do like how multiple Cables have existed in the comics at the same time uh, with yeah. each other. There was one point where there was, like, young Cable, and then there's older Cable simultaneously. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That, that does happen in their rules, right? Yes. The, yeah, it yeah. is. It isn't the if if two meet each other, then they like it blows up the timeline. That is not the thing. Like but they, they can, can meet each other. They can yeah. meet each other. Right. Right. Anyway, time yeah. travel. I mean, there, travel. There, there's a whole. I would know from Avengers Endgame when Captain no. America fought Captain America. <laughs> there, there is a whole <laughs> moment in time because stuff got so screwed up. Beast brought the young versions of the X-Men into the present yeah, day I read those for like, yeah. oh, wow. it was like two years of while. real time. Yeah. yeah, They had their own run, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was when there was an X-Men Gold and an X-Men Blue book, yes. yep. and they were in one of the two books. Yeah. And that's actually where we found... the original team. It was, yeah. was kind of like a soft reboot, really. Yeah. And uh, that's also where we found out that Iceman was gay, was in that series. That's right. Because he figured it out before present day Bobby had talked about it. That's right. Huh? Interesting. I'm gonna, this is going to come back around. Okay, let's see this on. path. Did you guys see the snake episode of Rick and Morty? Yes. I, I've no, seen every episode not, of Rick and Morty. I'm, I'm not as caught up on Rick and Morty. There's a, there's a Rick and Which, Morty episode about Snake Terminator. Okay. And so that one, I guess, spoiler, ends with... Spoiler for you, Joe. Yeah. yeah. For you. It, exp- or I guess anybody listening... And anyone else is listening who has but, not watched Rick and Morty. It is bad. This is not going to spoil the episode for you. <laughs> but they, they kind of make fun of like why time travel can't work in the way that we understand it. Because the end of the episode is like endless amounts of snake terminators showing up in the timeline like it's literally just like showers of them coming down because if time travel exists in the way that we understand it yeah it would just be endless time travel is just like raining down huh <laughs> because i right. would love to see that but with actual terminator robots so it's right. just literally t100s or 500 yeah, yeah just crunch, falling crunch, on top crunch, of each crunch. other yeah. it looks like the classic shooter arcade game Oh man. Which I think is part of the reason why the Infinity War explanation, <laughs> Joe Russo, uh, of time travel of time travel is My like, name is Joe Russo. Is explained of like, oh, back back to the future is bullshit. Because if it was, then it would be that thing where the time travel is just raining from the sky. Right. Right. Anyway, that, that that's what happens to cable. He just ends up in a shower of himself. <laughs> <laughs> raining onto him, covered in Cyclopsemus. <laughs> I mean, if it's cable, he's technically just like a further developed cyclops Cyclops semen yeah 
I'm so happy they didn't give us Madeline Pryor in the series, so we can't talk about that anymore. Oh, man, I, that is a real bummer. If they, I, I think if they bring Madeline Pryor in in X Men '97, please have me back I, I so think, I can talk about Cyclops Simon again. I think because <laughs> the fact that we never formally address Cable's origin, that they're going to have to because you can't have X Men '97 yeah. without some presence of Cable. Right. Well, and he's such an important character of the animated series. Yeah. Is he? Is he? Was he in the artwork of like the teams that were shown? Because I know we saw like I modern don't... version of Morph. We saw mm-hmm. Forge. We saw the new Magneto outfit, which Rod fucking hates. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I don't um, remember seeing him in that. I didn't. But, I don't think I've seen it yet. But you know, my, oh, memory, my, my memory is great. Um, and yeah. Wait. Anyway. Yeah. Is Cable Cyclops? Is it Madeline Pryor's son? Specifically, it is that combination yeah, that's in the what comics. I yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. Nice. So it's always a very awkward moment between him and Gene. Yeah, so that's the end of the episode. And that's the end of season four. Yeah, the only other things that I was able to find about this one, aside from the psychic named Gremlin, was one of the characters was also acknowledged in the tubes to be the other version of Psylocke's personality. Like, it was like one of those like ones that you didn't recognize. And then there was in his Farouk mode, Shadow King was also one of the psychics in there. Oh, that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, spotting them, like, you were literally going frame by frame to spot those. But, yeah, we we hit everything. We talked about it being the end of the series that was not the end of the series, which is great because Joe can vouch, this is how many pages are left in in the notebook, (laughs) and this will be all my notes from the entire series when it's wrapped up. Oh, nice. Wow, yeah, you're getting close, man. Yeah. Well, good thing away. season five is pretty short. Yeah, it's only it's only a handful of episodes, which has been funny because we're trying to book out guests for the rest of it, and it's like yeah. people are like, yeah, what episodes are left? And we're like, not many. So uh, I, I have an idea to propose. Are you going to make it to the fall, guys? We we have to watch Pride of the X Men. Ah, right. Uh, yes, we yes, have yes. the movies. Got it. And then we have X Men Evolution. Right. Okay. All right. Wolverine and the X Men. The thing I'm holding back as long as absolutely possible on is the X-Men animes, which are really bad. Oh, boy. I actually like the X-Men animes, but I also don't remember them very well. So No, they are on. They were on Netflix, and I got through one episode. Oh, really? Wow. I, you, I, you like anime. I own so. the DVDs I do. back yeah. in the day. I actually have an idea to propose. Like it, For some of the guests that couldn't make it on, like Shawnee, that was sick for the ones that she was supposed to be on, and also we just ignored for the ones that were good for her to be on. Maybe we do some like recaps of individual like sub storylines or something. Oh yeah, you know, like maybe have Shawnee on to talk about like the four bit secret baby episodes yeah. in a row or something. Yeah, secret or, babies, secret semen, babies, yeah. semen episodes. Or something. I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say who else we're hoping to book on the show, but I don't want to have that anywhere within proximity of the semen baby comment. Yeah. So. <laughs> But stay tuned. Because I want them to still say yes. Either way, stay tuned. While it wasn't a one-to-one recreation of the story, I do think that this played a big part in the concept of the 12, the apocalypse story from the 2000s, which was right before I got back into comics. It was one of those where by the time I got back into buying comics on the weekly, this was already in like the 12 issue maxi size trade. Oh, wow. You know, like I said, I, I thought it was a fun one to be a part of just because... It had all the villains. It had all the kind of animated series tropes, and you know, it was the it was the Batman the movie <laughs> of the X Men animated series. So, thanks for letting me torture John for <laughs> several hours. <laughs> we started at twelve thirty today. Yep, it's now yep. six o'clock. That's great. My cat's super <laughs> jazzed about that. <laughs> Where can people find you, Joe? Where can people find me? You can find me on the Twitter at Joe Russo Tweets. Fucking boomer. And you can find me on the Instagram at Joe Russo Graham. 
Yeah, we'll tag you in stuff. Uh, yeah, tag me in stuff. I'm sure, you know, Marvel, Joe Russo, Avenger. <laughs> I can't wait to just literally put hashtag Joe Russo in every one of these posts. You yeah. can find a bunch of my movies on the on the lines. On the, it, on the, you can Google the internet. And your, your most recent greatest beer run ever? <laughs> that is the most recent one that has it's come out, out as yeah. of this recording. Yes. yes. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, this is only going live in like six weeks from now, so... Oh, I have one coming out in two weeks. But Aren't anyway. you fucking fancy? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll tag it in a thing. Anyway. Avenge her. Yeah. Avenge her. <laughs> I can't believe you're shooting that in two weeks. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's how, That's how fast. That's how fast movies it's, it's get shoot, made. It's shooting this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you have any thoughts, make sure to drop them into the comments for either the YouTube upload or official Instagram post about this episode. If you like what you heard, we appreciate a rating on the podcast app you're choosing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castbox. If I ever hear Cyclops semen again, I'm quitting the internet. Cyclops semen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>